between the two of us, we had 10 grand and we, you know, we made an order and we were packaging it out of, um, you know, our second bedroom uh, and we hired our first employee like out of the second bedroom. They were just working from our house. Noah Hunter-Dorsey began his business, Tommy Skin, nearly two years ago. He explains how he transformed Tommy from a side business, running out of a spare bedroom, to doing $200,000 a month in sales. He now also runs an agency called Creative Converters and is currently working on another project. One of them is Tommy Skin. Uh, we're a skin company based out of Australia. Um, and we sell acne solutions. And then the other one is Creative Converters. Uh, we're an ad agency based out of Turak, and we basically create social media content um, for e-commerce brands. I always wonder, was it you know, a gap in the market that you saw or was making a business always something that you wanted to do? Yeah, I think both of them were gaps in the market. I think with Tommy, it was like identifying that there wasn't really a cool acne brand out there. Um, and, you know, we re really kind of set out on the mission to normalize acne and, and talk about it openly and uh, give our community a space where they could share their journeys, um, you know, with skin problems and show the results they were getting. Um, and then I guess with Creative Converters, um, the success that we had with Tommy and the way that we were advertising, you know, I kind of just decided, well, it, it worked so well for Tommy. Um, why not, you know, help other brands? So since then, you know, we've worked with 40, 50 other e-commerce brands, and I guess having an idea is one thing, but how did you know how to start everything? Yeah, well, I guess I, I guess we didn't. Um, I mean, Tommy, like, you know, that that was my girlfriend and I started it together. And, uh, yeah, at the time we, we kind of just put our savings into it. Um, we had, between the two of us, we had 10 grand and we, you know, we made an order and we were packaging it out of, um, you know, our second bedroom. Uh, and we hired our first employee, like, out of the second bedroom. They were just working from our house. And at one stage, the living room kind of turned into a bit of a fulfillment center. <laughs> and, and, yeah, every morning just, like, you know, carting packages down the stairs. And it, it was just very much so an evolution. And then, like, fast forward, you know, a year later, you know, we're setting up warehouses in the UK, um, setting up warehouses here and, and just kind of, yeah, taking the scale. But it was all just... I guess we got lucky where once the business got traction, we were just able to kind of learn quickly because, you know, we are making sales, the demand was there. Um, so, yeah, we just kind of learned along the way. <laughs> yeah, sure. But I guess it would have been pretty scary that first outlay. You said that you placed an order with $10,000 and that's essentially your savings. How did you know who to place an order with and what sort of went into the background of that to know that even though it was a big risk, that ultimately you thought this was going to pay off? Yeah, I mean, I just kind of go for it with these kind of things. Um, like, you know, I think that's the main thing that, that holds people back is just like making that start. And in the grand scheme of things, that, that wasn't, you know, a, a whole lot of money now. Looking back, like in your life, you're not going to go, yeah, that 10 grand really kind of messed me up. So I was lucky to have like a few mentors along the way and still do. Um, and, and they've kind of been really instrumental in, in, in just guiding us, I guess. Um, but yeah, just pulling the trigger and going and, you know, thinking that if it didn't work out, you know, is it going to really affect us a year down the line or five years down the line? Like, not at all. I'd rather kind of, you know, fail quickly so that we could find something that's going to work. And I guess with skincare, are there any specific licenses you need or anything extra that you need to look out for? How did you know what you were looking for when you placed that order? 
Yeah, well, skincare's a, a little bit of a tricky one, uh, especially if you're going through the TGA in Australia or like overseas. Um, there's a lot of kind of regulatory and compliance things you need to go through. But yeah, I mean, you, you kind of just work work that out along the way. There's a lot of resources online um, and a lot of consultants now that you can kind of reach out and help you with that stuff. So you know, everything is only kind of you know just a Google away. And I guess if you're happy to kind of explain and sell your product, what makes it different and what makes it better than others that you already saw on the market? So all of our products, we formulated them to be really gentle on the skin. So our market is kind of teens, uh, you know, aged anywhere between kind of 15 to, you know, late 20s. Um, My girlfriend and I both actually had acne growing up. Uh, and we knew what it did both, you know, physically to the skin, but also mentally um, to, to your confidence. Um, so we, I guess, drawing from our experience having it, we really just wanted to create a product that was super effective and gentle on the skin. It wouldn't irritate it or burn it, but it would just help, you know, reduce inflammation, redness. And, you know, if it was that time of the month or something and, and you were breaking out, you know, you could use this and it would calm it down within a day. But then second to that, we really just wanted to create a brand around it that people could just buy into and believe in. And and that was around normalizing acne and going, acne shouldn't be this thing that you look at and go, oh, you know, that, that that's not good. It's, you know, 85% of people will experience some form of acne is a very, very normal thing. So it, we just wanted to get people talking about that. And also the experience. So we launched with the clay mask initially. That was our first product. And the experience of applying it, it was kind of that whole self-care ritual. So, yeah, we were selling a brush with the mask and just that idea of kind of taking some time out and painting your face, it's really quite therapeutic as well, a bit meditational. And since then, we've expanded the range as well. But again, just focusing on on acne. What about the sample process? Did you guys sample before you made that big order? Was that a lot of, you know, going back and forth or how did you navigate that space? Yeah. Yeah, we, we reached out to a bunch of suppliers um, and, yeah, it got a whole different, a lot of samples and it was, we, we launched Tommy pretty quick to market. It was probably about four months of, four to five months of, of trialing samples and, and tweaking formulas until we arrived at something that we really liked. Um, but in saying that, you know, it, it was, it's been an iterative process and from when we launched to now, you know, everything, you know, our products changed a bit, our packaging has completely changed. Just, I guess, in the beginning, it was, it was like quite lean. Um, so the, the brand and the products have evolved over time and, and now I think we've got a really superior product. And is this still something that is you and your girlfriend and the other person that you hired? Have you expanded your team and how do you work out who does which task or does that sort of form naturally for you all? So I built out a team under the agency Creative Converters. Um, I guess for me, it was about uh, looking at our P&L for Tommy and, and looking at where all the outgoings were and going, how can we flip these and turn these into revenue, revenue centers? So, you know, one of the big things with Tommy was, you know, we were relying on paid advertising through Facebook and Instagram. You know, rather than building out a team under just Tommy, I thought, let's build out an agency. And I guess the guys in my agency you know, a small percentage of the time they'll work across Tommy, but then we work across another 40 odd brands. So, um, yeah, in the last seven, in the last seven months, um, I've hired out a team of seven, um, an office in Turak. So yeah, I've got a GM, creative director, video editors, media buyers, content coordinators. Um, and yeah, they kind of, like I said before, they work across my own brands, Tommy, and I've also got a few other e-commerce startups. Um, and then we just have a lot of clients. Yeah, with so much going on, how do you balance your time? Uh, I have a really great team. A, a mentor of mine once actually 
taught me this lesson, I guess. And I, I guess when you're building out a team and building out a system, it's really important that you go into it with the idea that, you know, you shouldn't be an essential part of it. It should be able to work without you. Um, so, you know, we would set up things. I'd, I'd put a system in place, you know, write a bunch of SOPs, like hire the right people and get something going and then kind of just, you know, leave it for a bit. It could be, you know, a few days or a week. And I basically just tell the team, hey, look, like don't contact me unless there's literally a fire or, or something like really bad is going on. And, you know, I would take that time off, you know, let it do its thing and then come back in and kind of just basically look at all the things that went wrong. Um, and then dive into those things and just make sure that I'm streamlining everything in the business, um, creating new systems if, if needed and, you know, adding the right people, et cetera. And then just like repeating that and then leaving again and then coming back. And then you know that you've like done it when you leave your business for a week and you come back and the business has grown. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. That was like years there where, you know, it was grinding, but I guess, Good to a place now where, um, yeah, just a great team. Uh, all the projects I'm doing, I have co-founders. I have amazing team members and managers. So, yeah, it's about working, surrounding yourself with the right people and, and building out the right team. For sure. And I wanted to ask you about pricing your product. And I guess especially in the early stages, did you find any pushback on the price that you'd set? Or how did you sort of, you know, say this is the price we're going with and this is what it's going to be? Yeah, I think price is a funny one. Uh, it's, you know, often it, it, it's kind of perceived as well. Like for us, we just found a sweet spot um, with it. I mean, our biggest outgoing is like acquiring customers on Facebook. So obviously we needed to be able to acquire customers on the front end profitably, um, you know, for the price. Uh, and But at the same time, we didn't want to do something that, you know, with our market being kind of mainly younger girls, now we're moving into like the boy space as well, um, you know, something that they could afford as well. So it was just finding, I think, that middle ground and price is something you can test as well. Um, you don't have to kind of commit to something straight away. I guess what's the biggest challenge that you've come across so far? I think when, so I guess COVID really compounded like Tommy's growth. Before that, like it was you know, it was a side hustle at the time and it was working, but, you know, it wasn't, we, we weren't living off of it and we weren't hiring out, you know, staff here in Australia. Uh, and then when COVID hit, I guess right place, right time, we were in that self-care space. Um, and yeah, we saw our sales just explode. I think we 12X the business within a couple of months. Um, so, I mean, that that was great, but also there was a lot of challenges there going from, you know, never run a business to all of a sudden making, you know, 200K a month uh, just very, very quickly and, and trying to manage that money and also put systems in place so, you know, we could keep fulfilling orders and, and running this thing smoothly. Um, there was five months there where we were just stuck on pre-sale. As soon as stock would land in the warehouse, it was out the next day because we would just sell it out. We just couldn't get enough stock basically. So, yeah, again, I guess it was a good problem to have, um, but there, there were a lot of things there that, that were stressful, just, you know, customer support, like that's one thing just blowing up. We didn't even have reps in place. So the amount of emails, you know, people waiting for products and just things like that. So it, it took a while for us to kind of get on top of that um, and just get our cash flow right. Yeah, and what's the biggest lesson you've learned so far? Uh, I think the biggest lesson is just to kind of like crush that inner perfectionist. Um, often that's the thing that's going to like really slow you down. Um, 
before I, I think, you know, I was a bit of a perfectionist myself and I thought I could do, you know, everything better than anyone else could. Um, and I really had to kind of uh, destroy that belief system. And when I did, things really started working um, and I was able to get a lot more done for less input, more output, less input. So, yeah, I think that that's probably the biggest lesson. And what's the best piece of advice you could give to others? I think for people that haven't started yet, it sounds pretty cliche, but it's like just start, um, you know, especially if, you know, like us in your 20s, like this is probably the best time in your life to take risks. Uh, and also it's just kind of, there's a lot of opportunity in this like new world that we're in, uh, especially online. So yeah, I, I would also just say like fail fast, like, you know, just don't be afraid to try. And if you do fail, it's just like, you're getting closer and closer to that one that's going to work. I had so many, you know, business ideas and, and failed things before we hit something that really worked. And I guess all of them just led to that. There's so many learnings in all of it. And also just spend the money, like the money will come um, back. But if you can, especially if you're in your, if you're in your twenties, um, I think you should be investing every single dollar into yourself, into self-development, into trying all of your wild ideas. Cause all it takes is one to kind of kick. Um, and yeah, for people that have started a business uh, and are in those early days, I would say just kind of build out your tribe, find people that are doing what you want to be doing and model them. And finally, I'd probably just one more piece as well. I think that where we're moving is to um, just more conscious brands and more sustainable brands. So I would just like urge everyone, you know, starting a business now or in those early days to just think about how, how they can create something that's going to be better for their customers, better for themselves and better for the planet. Yeah, really helpful advice there. And I guess on that note, what's the next goal that you're working on? We are opening up a fulfillment center um, in, in, a, in around two months' time that's called Future Fulfillment. And basically, we'll, you know, clients will not only be able to kind of do their marketing now with us, but we'll be able to kind of store people's product, pick and pack it and send it out for them. Um, I guess the difference with Future Fulfillment is we'll be a, a zero emissions um, company completely carbon neutral, all of the packaging, all of the boxes, the satchels we'll be using are all recyclable and biodegradable. Uh, and for every order we're sending out, we're partnering with charities to grow algae and trees uh, just to kind of look after, yeah, our oceans and, and our land. So that's the next project. Wow, a lot going on. And just finally, do you want to share where people can find you, I guess, online and also in person with your different warehouses and things like that? Yeah, sure. So Tommy Skin, it's T-O-M-M-I skin.co. Um, that's where you'll find all of our acne products. Um, Creative Converters is my agency. We basically create high converting ads for brands that are using Facebook ads. Um, that's creativeconverters.com. Uh, and then futurefulfillment.com is the new one. So yeah, as I said, we're still a couple of months off of that one, but you've know, got the warehouse, kind of just building out the team and getting everything ready for that. Thank you so much for chatting with me. Cheers.